With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. You want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. Perna, good God. If I caked on 50 more pounds of mass, grew five inches in height, and took all of the testosterone supplements I could find, I'd still only be half the man Wildcats head coach Winston Moss is. You want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. I don't. I don't want it, and I do not want you to give it to me. What do I want? F-words. More F-words with my football viewing experience. And I believe that is our first F-bomb on the sideline since week one. There was some pretty damn good football this weekend, unless you were a Renegades receiver trying to perfect the no-look catch. Thanks for ruining multiple positions, Patrick Mahomes. The Guardians found a quarterback. DC continues to nosedive, and the Roughnecks maintain their crown as the NFL powerhouses, and the Vipers get their first win. So today we'll review all of XFL Ball Weekend. Mm. That's good, sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that big tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong, so whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all of your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign up bonus. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The lowly Guardians beat the Wildcats 17 14. Matt McGloin was out with his rib injury. And just like the McRib, the McGloin is also the worst the Guardians have to offer. Third stringer Luis Perez ended up getting the start over Marquise Williams. The first exciting play was a 22-yard dime from Josh Johnson on third and two, complete to Jordan Smallwood, who is not small and at age 168 is more like petrified wood. (laughs) The only place in the entire world where wood petrifies at a faster rate is after marriage. Johnson ran the hurry-up offense to convert a fourth and one on the QB sneak, and the Wildcats jumped ahead 6-3 with the quick pass to Trey McBride. If McGloin is the McRib, then Luis Perez is the McNugget of the menu. He looked like he had a far better understanding of the offense, converting a second and 20, and just showcasing how good the Guardians are at understanding math as they tied the game with a chip shot field goal. Perez was safe with the ball, zero picks, one tutty, 150 passing yards, and was really aided by the combined 114 rushing yards from backs Darius Victor and Tim Cook, 
who just reinstalled his OS after McGloin infected it with a terrible virus. Now Perez found tight end, built like a lineman, EJ Bibbs, who found several defenders who tackle like Lego men uh, to take the ball down to close to the goal line. Mikhail McKay high points the ball into the end zone, shocked a quarterback was actually able to throw it to him under pressure, which gave the Guardians a touchdown lead. That completed their third 10-play drive of the game. They had one heading into this affair. Usually we don't get that excited about 10-play drives, but this is the XFL. Getting Bob Stoops to continue to show up and coach games every weekend is considered a victory. Then the Guardians blocked a kick, the most exciting play in sports. Make confetti rain down on the field in celebration. Okay, that play wasn't that interesting, but seeing more real football things every week in these games makes me feel good. Like seeing Matt McGloin on the bench or Winston Moss anywhere. You want it? I'm gonna give it to you right now! Josh Johnson hit a 42-yard touchdown pass to Saeed Blackwell, no longer lost. Yeah, we're gonna sit with that one for a second to make his first catch of the season a tutty buddy. LA converted the two-point play to tie the game at 14. Luis Perez's former Birmingham Iron teammate, Jamar Summers, came up with a big clutch interception that ended the Wildcats' drive when the game was tied. Nick Novak missed a field goal and had one blocked by Jarrell Owens, who also had two sacks in this game. He was the unhung hero of the Guardians' win. Novak's miss wasn't as bad as this Mikhail McKay drop, but kicking definitely factored into the Wildcats' loss. Not as heavily as LA being without Nelson Spruce and Martez Carter, who were both injured. Also, this is a good moment to revise some rules and make everything that happened on this final play completely legal. The XFL wants laterals and excitement, right? So let the last play of every one-score game look like a cross between rugby and Joaquin Phoenix's Oscar speech. The Dragons fall to the Battlehawks 16 to 23. As predicted, Jordan Tamu had a big bounce back game through the air. Ball tossing one touchdown after 264 yards and a completion percentage of 74. He was also the Battlehawks leading rusher with 63 yards and put himself in the running for star fornicator of the week. Jordan Tamu was hot right from the get-go, completing passes at will and then connecting with DeMornay Pearson L for a 27-yard tutty after a missed Dragons tackle. Tayamu got absolutely blasted mid-throw on the two-point conversion to Marcus Lucas as the XFL analytics team finally realized what I fucking told them. Going for two from five yards out gives you a much better chance to score than going from one from two. And just to make that sound more confusing, 36292525321201. Nobody celebrates getting roughed better than punter Marquette King. That penalty cost more than yards. It cost the Dragons their dignity, pride, and self-worth, which are all totally different things. Getting owned by a punter is like losing a political argument with your Aunt Carol on Facebook. And you didn't even know you were in an argument. Another opportunity seized in the dome where the only law is the caw. And that law is to watch Keith Ford catch a bobble pitch at the fastest speed we've ever witnessed and somehow turn a near disaster into a beautiful touchdown. 
Now, Jim Zorn made a key change at halftime, inserting quarterback B.J. Daniels into the game. And in typical B.J. fashion, this B.J. 2 was only pleasurable for one side. I can't even comprehend how a B.J. actually stops the sucking. But that's what this B.J. did for Seattle. B.J. drove, which any form of roadhead is dangerous. But he got off to a great start, driving the field and helping the Dragons put their member into the end zone for the first rushing touchdown of the season. The XFL has shown an uncanny ability to keep the best quarterback on the bench until it's too late. And now Jim Zorn is dead last in the West with the one and three record. All because he didn't think the quarterback with NFL experience and far superior athletic ability would be his best option to win football games. But after seeing Jim Zorn struggle with basic math, this is no real surprise. The Dragons cawed their way back into another second half touchdown to cut the lead down 20 to 16. That's when Zorn elected to go for three points. It made so little sense at that point that the announcer said, Jim's a real fucking idiot, isn't he? I'm kidding, that would have been hilarious. They said, this is just mathematically the wrong thing to do. BJ Daniels did end the game with a bad interception and only completed one more pass than Brandon Silvers, but he finished as the leading rusher with 84 yards. Will Hill earned the game ball and successfully stopped a BJ from finishing with his two hands. Something only a ball hawk can do. Roughnecks beat the Renegades 27-20 in the battle for Texas. Houston remains the only undefeated team in the XFL at 4-0. The Renegades, with their bandana masks, remain the only team in the XFL prepared to handle the coronavirus. But I want to know who invented the telegraph. Was it Landry Jones' great-great-grandpappy? Oh no, it was Samuel Morse. Well, you could have fooled me based on the way Jones telegraphs all his throws. And that's a long setup for a shitty joke. Brandy Perna. The fuck out of here. That does make me wonder, what's Morse code for get Landry Jones the fuck out of here? Beep, 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 boop, beep, 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 boop, beep, beep. I can say Landry Jones' second pick was not his fault as the receiver effectively used his hands to pass the ball backwards to the roughnecks. That was receiver Jazz Ferguson, proving once and for all, Jazz hands are never, never cool. The Renegades' defense kept the team in the game, only allowing two field goals after the first two picks, but the third interception proved to be costly, as the Renegades scored a tiggle-wangle with a Nick Hawley touchdown and converted the three-point play as well. After his third pick, Landry Jones remembered Donald Farham is a six-foot-eight unstoppable beast and started throwing him the rock. Cameron Artis Payne got Dallas into the red zone, and then Farham went on to score the ugliest touchdown I have ever seen. Maybe that is a fumble, but let's be honest, Dallas needed that. I still think the Roughnecks, though, are beatable. My evidence to support that is, in a game with four interceptions, they only won by a single score. P.J. Walker took a bit to get going through his second pick of the season and finished with two touchdowns and 239 passing yards. Cam Phillips only caught one pass, but running back turned slot receiver Nick Hawley was the Roughnecks' leading receiver with eight receptions and 97 yards. And even on an average outing, P.J. Walker delivered the holy shit play of the game, dropping his shoulder like a damn 
fullback. You never see quarterbacks knock defenders back on their asses that effectively. And the Renegades had a great chance to take a lead in the fourth, but that opportunistic Roughnecks defense struck oil with a strip sack in return for a touchdown. Unfortunately, Landry Jones injured his knee on a fourth and one quarterback sneak and conversion. Uh, by the amount of pain Jones was in, his season might be over. So Godspeed, Landry. Your endless positivity will be missed. Philip Nelson took over, only to see what was shaping up to be a great lead-taking drive end with another Renegades receiver unintentionally using his head to try and catch the football. Bouncing off his face mask were DeMarquise Gates, who also had a sack in this game, scooped the ball before it touched the ground. That was the fourth Houston pick of the day. Landry Jones was very upset after getting hurt. Some say it was the injury, some say it was the loss, but this was actually the exact moment Landry Jones found out Judge Judy was ending her TV show after 25 glorious years of calling dumb people idiots every day. And finally, the defenders goose egg themselves as the Vipers win 25-0. Sometimes things are very good and then they go bad. Leftover Chinese food, Walter White, and DC-based football teams. Sure, the defenders went rotten as fast as milk left out in the sun on 4th of July, while the Washington Redskin potatoes declined over the course of a decade. But facts are facts, and DC has been blown out like my wife's hair two weeks in a row after winning their first two games and looking like the best team in the East. The Vipers, just like their Florida men fans, may not have an identity, but they put more fear in the heart of DC than Bernie Sanders. And I'm not sure why this guy is wearing a gorilla mask and holding a shield as a Vipers fan, but I like it. We hadn't seen a 100-yard rusher heading into week four, and then out of nowhere, the Vipers ran the ball down DC's larynx with both of their backs. Davion Smith and Jacquees Patrick both break the 100-yard mark. Sick. The defenders had no answer for them as both backs averaged exactly 5.1 yards per carry and quarterback Taylor Cornelius played very Alex Smith type football, including an impressive 18 yard touchdown run. Cornelius really does have some of that sneaky speed. The lone receiving touchdown belonged to DeAndre Goolsby, who I really hope makes it to the NFL for the sole chance that a man named Goolsby plays on Halloween. The Vipers even blocked the defender's only field goal attempt to secure the shutout. Somehow, Raheem Moore keeps getting picks even when the rest of his team fails, which is the exact opposite of his past. Cardale Jones fell off a cliff, and I'm not even talking about his production. He's playing so bad now that I think he may have literally fallen off a cliff and could be injured. Just 72 passing yards on 22 attempts with nine completions. That's a 41 completion percentage and just 3.3 yards per attempt, which would not be good in a peewee game where they throw twice a season. The Vipers were able to get a couple sacks in addition to an interception, and the defenders' defenders, or dareth I say pretenders, had zero sacks as they were on their heels all game failing to stop the run. Luckily, thanks to the XFL Reddit, 
we know what may be wrong with Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones was famously undefeated through high school and college. He lost his first game ever after seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and now he's lost two in a row. When your choices off the field are that bad, it's inevitable that shit will creep into your work. Luckily, all Cardale Jones needs to do is beat the original Sonic on Sega or see a good video game movie. Uh, no, not Doom, not Prince of Persia, War not Warcraft, not Tomb Raider, not Mortal Kombat, not Resident Evil. Oh, shit. Cardale Jones may be bad forever. You better pray that that Tetris movie in the works is really good. Thanks for watching That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Can you subscribe on the tubes? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you want to follow me there, do it. But you don't have to, okay? This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.